Hey, Tanya. Hey, yo. Did you know? Here's what this is. This is amazing. Did you know that the heads on Easter Island they have bodies? Yeah, aren't the bodies like definitely below ground and on the other side of the world? Yes, they're on. You know, the toes are actually what makes Stonehenge. Oh, is that what it is? This random fact and more random crap today on FC3's Monkey Business. From Rochester, the home of Turning Point Park, Highland Park, and Cobbs Hill Park, and a variety of other parks, this is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And as we all know, everything can be geeky you love it enough. Starring Dan Carmen, Tanya Metris, Billy DeTori, and that would be me next, Chris Frank. And here's your host, that would be me, Chris Frank. <gasps> that feels repetitive. I'm going to go with it anyway. Hi, guys. So now pop yourself in your favorite chair and listen to this. There you go. There pop you yourself go. in your favorite chair, your favorite car, whatever happens to be, and here we go for another week of us. How are my friends doing today? Good. I'm uh, on uh, Facebook right now while we are doing the intro, and I'm watching this um, thing for fans, Star Wars. It's a caution cuteness overload. It's a little baby that's dressed up as Chewbacca, must be at Galaxy's Edge, Uh and and Chewbacca wanders over and is sitting next to him and uh, tipping his head and looking at him, things like that. (laughs) It's so adorable. But, but the um, baby had been eating like Cheetos or something, and mm-hmm. the mom took it away while Chewbacca came over. And Chewbacca looked at her like, "What are you doing? Yeah, what, what are you doing? Give 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 back the and he's pointing out like, give back the Cheetos. <laughs> oh, now the baby's hugging Chewbacca. Yeah, we could hug. Which this is post, de- this is definitely when we could actually hug. It's on the Constellation 2020. Okay. I that's like where, that page. That's that where that's page. currently where it is. I it was posted three hours ago, but yeah, I'm just like, oh, it was my little thing of I needed a hug. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. nice. All right. Well, ain't that but a thing? Okay, so I'll turn Facebook off now. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Have you guys heard of the the Roxbury Hotel or or motel, whatever, in uh, the the Catskills? I have not. I think I've heard of it. It rings a bell. More than just a night at the Roxbury skit from SNL. I knew there was more to it. Right. It's very pretty. But basically, yeah, they they every single room is is themed differently. Like there's even like a like a Star Trek room. Uh-huh. Oh, hold on, hold on. That's what I heard of. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah. So like there's a there's they have two or three different locations. I mean they're they're right next to each, right near each other, but they've these these two these two people the the two guys who uh, Greg and Joe who who own them they they just it's just amazing these rooms that they uh and some of them there's one of them i think you get like basically your own little it's like suite of uh rooms too and everything so it, it's it came across it this week it's just it's just kind of cool and just, uh, so, they have go ahead, ta- they have tower cottages at stratton falls mm-hmm. they have mansion rooms at stratton falls and rooms at the roxbury motel i think that's the one you're talking about so well, yeah all, all, all three of them yeah Get carried away. Studio one or studio two. Ooh. They're they're very, very interesting. Yeah. Like you look at the cottages because they're individual buildings. It's just they're very mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's just very I don't know. I just came across it this week. I was just like, wow, I'd be kind of and then you know, it's the cat skills not too, too super far away, but mm-hmm. 
just you know, they get like some of the rooms in the, the Catskills. They get the, the Lost Horizon, the Superhero Incognito, Galileo's Gate, Terraza of the Titans, Crown of the Pendragons, Dracula's Fang, Cinderella's Gown, the Fairy Forest. Yeah, in the motel they have the Final Frontier, mm-hmm. um, uh, Miss Kitty's Saloon, uh, George's but, Space Pad. I'm assuming that's uh, the Jets. But just the fact that they took like almost every room and they're they're all th- individually themed and everything. It's just it's really cool what they've done to this place. So what you're saying is we have a um, uh, road we, we trip. Have do, we have a, the, mm-hmm. do the weekend getaway team building retreat kind of thing. I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. The cottages. I just clicked on a thing. Those are really cool. I, I think even from the outside, they look really cool. I, know, I like, didn't even go inside. I haven't even clicked inside yet. I'm just like, yeah. it's all like white and black and like uh, uh, like green, neon green. green. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. Lost Horizon, you said. Yeah. Let's go to yeah. the superhero Ignognito. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. Galileo's Gate looks pretty good. It's got That's that. Uh, cool. It's, it's got, got that. Um, uh, Astrolab sphere type thing. I think I showed Chris a ring that looked like it the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris would love Galileo's Gate. Yes. Uh, Crown of the Pendragons. I don't know. That's kind of cool, too. The, they're, they're all, I mean, they're all cool. I mean, we, we need a bunch of us to stay there. We can each have different rooms. We can each look at each other's rooms. <laughs> you know, I mean, just because they're all, I mean. Oh, my it, God. Yes. I'm, I'm looking at that, the, the Galileo's Gate room right now. I'm I'm hopping over to the mansion rooms now. Oh my god! The first one I see for the mansions room, it just the uh like the the background is I I like medieval hunting lodge type thing, or it was definitely some steampunkish mm-hmm. type. And, and thing. the prices, I mean, for what you're getting is not are not They're not bad. bad. No, I mean, it, I mean, so I mean, these are it's, ooh. Yeah. Quick, somebody, somebody call Roxbury and tell him to send us a sponsorship because we're talking about him so much this morning. <laughs> yeah, if, if anybody cool. if anybody goes because of us, tell them that because that, that, you, know, that you heard it on us, and they'll go, "Who are they?" But <laughs> oh my god, I'm just like an, an eighteen for an eighteen forty eight mansion. Holy oh, cow! Oh yeah, uh, I'm saying road trip. Absolutely, yeah. I'm in. How far, how far away are the Catskills? Not that far. Catskills only. It's, I think it's isn't that like the east like a, side like of a four um, hour drive, maybe? Yeah, three four hour drive. Yeah, it's. I uh, think it's like Lake George, Albany, Poughkeepsie. I'm not sure if it's in that like, chain in that neck of the woods. I've always been kind of off on that. Let me find out. We'll but use our promo problem. code MonkeyBiz. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I clicked on the fabulous Firkin Factory, and I'm just like I just was loving the bathtub because it's like um it's like a whiskey barrel. Or a wine barrel, and there's a bathtub inside of it. It's like really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I thought this was worth sharing. <laughs> it's it's the it's the eastern ridge of New York State. It borders on you know Adirondacks, Vermont, mm-hmm. um, you know Massachusetts, Connecticut. It's all it's right down that line. That okay, so um, yes. it's an easy three and a half four hour drive road trip. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I drive. Spot I got cars. and pool. Ooh, spot and pool. <laughs> at, the, at the Crooked Cabana. HGTV says one of the most amazing hotels in the entire country. Oh, boy. Did, did you say it's up near the Catskill Mountains? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's about five hours. There's a, a folk festival I used to go to uh, for a few years. It takes about five, five and a half hours to get up to that area. It's just Pantra Hudson. Oh, is it? 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> I, if it's in the same area. I am not that much of a speed demon, although I will tell you, for the past many years, because of the various vehicles I've been forced to drive, um, I have not seen 80 miles an hour that much because the car usually starts complaining at around 55, 60. Like the Murano just would not want to go there. But now the Kia, Jules and I were, and uh, Josh and, and Pupper were coming home from uh, Ann's yesterday, and we we're cruising down the 490, and I looked down at the, the speedometer, and it says 85. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit better than my last car does. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, and, and it, it felt like I had more to go. It really did. Yeah. That, you know, when you're in that zone with your car, and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cruising, and I could probably go faster. And the Kia's like, yeah, uh, dude, let's do this thing. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. We have to behave ourselves. I like my license. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that was definitely an interesting thing. So you never know. I could be on the throughway doing like, you know, cannonball run. Yeah. Not on purpose, so. And they were featured on CBS Morning News. You know what? I think that's the bell that, that rang for me because I remember when, well, you know how, um, Sunday morning, the CBS show Sunday morning mm-hmm. or Sunday. I don't know. Yeah. Jane Pauley's Sunday morning, yeah. yeah. And they, they have had some amazing pieces over the years. I've always enjoyed that show. You know, Charles Kuralt and, uh, and Charles uh, Gordon. And I can't remember who else was. Who was well, wasn't it Osgood? Osgood. Charles Osgood. Yeah, thank Charles you. Osgood. And, um, and now yeah, Jane that's Pauley, a good show. Just a fun, just a great show. Very, very cool. Very mellow, very informative and entertaining at the same time. So my question is, why are we talking right now instead of watching it? Yeah, you know, well, yeah. we live in an era where we can watch replays on that. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, that would be interesting if we did like a Facebook watch party. We're all just sitting around watching Sunday morning with Jane Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, they're doing a profile <gasps> of Jimmy Buffett. Ooh. Hey, Billy. Hey, Tanya. Uh, allegedly, it looks like the Roxbury uh, Motel has a Batman-themed room. Oh, that's my room, then. Yep. <laughs> there, there, there's a Batman headboard. Okay. And it oh looks like my. a cave. Okay, family retreat weekend. We need to do that. The Batman wow. Motel room is the Batmaniest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was actually pretty cool. So in case, dear listener, you hadn't figured it out yet already, um, we're off on one of our usual just, we don't have a particular topic. We're just going to just shoot the shit for a little while and see what happens. We do have some questions that Tanya found that are that's some really cool stuff. So after the break, we'll we'll dive in and and, uh, and have some random questions to chat about. Uh, but uh, for the most part, I think it's just basically the four of us just hanging out and chatting with you, our listeners, our friends. Um and uh, and and wishing you guys to have a, I hope you're having a great fall so far. I know it's been kind of a crazy year, but here we are. We're we're in September. We're almost done. It's uh, we're almost done with September, so we're almost into October. So there's only a few more months left to go, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. hopefully we can put 2020 behind us. Ooh, and hope it's not just a warm up. That, yeah, hope that 2021 isn't like a hold my beer moment. You know, it's like okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, I I think we've always just. Humanity, we've always enjoyed autumn for the respect that we know that it's it's winding up of a long year. You know, there's there's the wonderful colors and the falls, the crisp air, the smells. There's ways to celebrate autumn. Uh, and then we go into winter and you've got things to look forward to. You've got Christmas, you've got New Year's, you know, you've got family celebrations. Thanksgiving has been my all-time favorite holiday. And, uh, you know, and so there's this whole kind of way to wrap up 
the package, the story of that year, you know, but with everything that's been going on and everything that is yet to transpire in the near future, um, there's this just trepidation and, and almost level of dread in some circles of, of what will be next. And it's just kind of soured. It's soured the last quarter of the year. It's like, well, maybe not soured completely. It might be dramatic, but that's what I'm feeling right now. It's like, I'm not as excited for this as I usually am. This year, how? I'm sorry, Dan. I was going to say, there's a lot of unknown we're going into here. So, Mm -hmm. this Halloween, everybody's just going to be a surgeon. Yeah. (laughs) What are you, surgeon? Oh, look, Mm -hmm. there's an old timey Western bank robber. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anything yeah. that covers your face. Yeah. Masks are going to actually be very popular at Halloween time this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's wouldn't wouldn't it just be the thing where Halloween? It's a full moon. It's on a Saturday. You know, mm. it's like the perfect event for Halloween, and yet we're not going to be able to thoroughly enjoy it a hundred percent. And it's daylight savings time. Oh, so we're going to lose an hour of sleep too. Yep. And, no, we gain an before my birthday too. So it's always a good time to celebrate. We gain an hour. The clocks go back. Fall back. Yeah, fall back. Yeah. It just means that like seven o'clock becomes six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. So it is okay. So seven o'clock, it's become okay. All right. We still like lose sleep anyway because it your whole sleep cycle's off anyway. So right. I just never sleep anyway, so it doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't no. affect me that much because I don't sleep very well. So yeah, well, me neither. I will say, for me being in bed from uh, 8.15 last night to 9.15 this morning, my uh, sleep score was only a 54 uh, from my uh, sleep number bed. So mm. I, I didn't have a very good night's sleep, but I but I slept. I don't uh, Maybe if I'd gotten out of bed at like 6 this morning when I woke up for the first time, hmm. that, that might have been a little better, but I was still sleepy. So well, Juno, the 45 pound underdog has discovered that she can actually take up two thirds of the bed and not really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so how long did she nap after coming back from the farm? Cause you sent us a picture of her under your desk. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Then she was up. Oh my God. Poor Athena. She was just like, she, she wanted to lay down so bad and, and, and crash, mm-hmm. but then there was chickens. <laughs> and then, and then there was something else, and then I said, like it would just sit there, and then, and then she'd look at me, and then she was starting to roll in the grass, and Sean's like, "No, stop rolling in the grass, because chances are you found something dead." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but then, like one of the po- pictures I posted to Facebook was Sean had, was finishing the um, roof last night and then the next picture i posted was athena crashed on the driveway underneath the table and i'm just like oh the poor dog she's going to need a bath because she was laying in the sawdust and then she was in the grass and then she was running around the chickens and sean kept yelling at her because she was um smacking the chicken wire so much of the old chicken coop sean's like i am done fixing things stop it (laughs) because she was almost through that old chicken coop again so we're like, oh man, <laughs> and she wanted to uh, lick Molly when we were in the house. Well, of course. Yep. So How did Molly react to that? Molly took a swipe at her. <laughs> <clears throat> Molly is a tiny, tiny one-pound kitten. Oh, she's little. She's little. She's yep. <laughs> she's got caught. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. Well, I uh, had scooped her up while we were in having lunch because Athena kept trying to lick her, and, and Molly wasn't having any of it. So I scooped mm-hmm. her up. 
whatever. And Athena kept like trying to jump onto my lap going, I want, I want to taste the kitten. Only yeah. cause she wanted to lick her. <laughs> That's all she wants to do. Taste it, the rainbow. Yes. She wants to just lick her and whatever, but, and so. Well, Juno right now is in the same spot that that picture was in. She's right there on my left on the floor up against my desk. And mm. she's, she's firmly planted on one of my feet. So I have one cold foot and one warm foot right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. So your right foot is cold and your left foot is warm. Exactly, because she's right there on my side. And she knows I'm talking nice. about her. So she looks up sort of at me at the moment and then she puts her head. Yeah, she's out. She's gone. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So. Uh, no, I uh, did come up with uh, when Billy asked the other day, what is our um, uh, topic for the week? And... I'm just like, uh, we're podcasting. Yes. Topic. Uh, no thoughts at the moment. And then I like my idea. I thought my uh, idea was, was, was fairly well-rounded. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think, is it time for break now? It's time for a break now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Come on. That was so easy. That was perfect. That was perfect. Uh, that was funny. I'm going to go, what was Chris's topic? Yeah. What was Chris's topic? It was very well rounded. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's all, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I already went to break. So all right, so we're going to jump to break, and then when we come back, we'll we'll talk about more random things. Okay, so we're back, and and in order to continue on with the idea of random things to talk about, I have, Dan, I have a question for you. Okay. I have a question for you right now. Time freezes, right, for everyone but you for 24 hours. You have 24 hours to basically weave your way through the rest of humanity. Everybody else is going to stop dead in their tracks and, and do nothing else. You can do whatever you want for 24 hours. What's one of the first things you do? Oh my gosh. Um, Tell me how you're spending your day. I have no idea. (laughs) The fact that I'd have nothing to do, that'd be amazing. I don't, I don't know. I have a suggestion. Go to Wegmans. Get the people out of your way. Everybody's out of your way for a change. (laughs) You can do self-checkout. Everything works out. That's right. Okay. Everybody freezes but you. So everybody's just locked in place. Mm-hmm. You've seen one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Weave around them. So traffic will be at a standstill everywhere. So you don't want mm-hmm. to drive too far. I'm not a pilot, so I can't fly anywhere. So not as if I'm traveling far. Well, there you go. <laughs> I have no idea. Ask somebody else. I don't have an answer to that right now. Uh, all right. Tanya, you're the one who suggested <laughs> the question in the first place. Have you been thinking about it at all? Sure. Um, uh, time freezes. For 24 hours, what do I do? Um, I don't know. It's it's been out for a couple days, and I've been I have actually been thinking about it. I'm like, do I do something fun? Do I do something productive? Do I actually nap without anyone like bothering me? Uh, this could show if you're the light side or the dark side here, because the things you could do <laughs> versus the things I'm going to do. Yeah, well, well I would not. St- steal anything i wouldn't without being no i wouldn't go to to that thing where i would do uh like break any laws that's not happening i don't know maybe like run around and put a uh black mustache uh marker mustaches on people Um, (laughs) that's funny 
not necessarily get caught doing it. Um, uh, I don't know. What is the Flash doing when? Because uh, pretty much the time stands still for everyone else, or stands still for him when he's running around. You know, right. So. Think of that scene from the the X Men movies where Quicksilver would go into his into action there and jumping around and yeah, seeing around, all. Around, around. Flicking the bullets out of the way and things yes. like that. And, sending uh, things into motion, stuff like that. Sending things back, whatever. Um, I think if, if I saw anything that potentially bad was going to happen, I, I would uh, cause it to not happen that way, like an accident or whatever. If you see someone like getting ready to step out into to traffic and mm-hmm. you see a car coming, like to put them turned around going the other way. Um, I think that type of stuff. How about you, Billy? Yeah, I've been thinking about it too. And no, obviously the joke stuff comes to mind first. Right. But I just do things that where you you can sort of do them without people bothering you. You know, yeah. there's you know, I, I think it's just a, a good way to sort of get stuff done without having without being interrupted. Billy's going to go look at comic books without being bugged by anybody else at (laughs) the comic book shops. That's actually kind of cool. Could you imagine getting a chance to like take down a Spider-Man one out of a, out of a special cabinet and just kind of sit there and and read it very carefully with all the gloves and everything and then pack (laughs) it up all nice and neatly, put it back on the shelf, lock it all up. You know, you're good. (laughs) You got to, you got to touch an actual Spider-Man one. That would be amazing. It just shows how boring me and you guys, because I don't want to do anything illegal either. You know, do we want to go into a bank and sort of uh, fulfill our, our financial needs for a while? Or Tempting, really, it is. You know, and, and when I was when I first saw the question, I thought of all the things that I, I could do knowing I would be able to get away with it, like driving down to D.C. and pantsing Trump with all the cameras focused on him at the same time and then driving back home in time to, to watch it on the news when everything comes back to life. Um, you, you know, stuff like that. Um, my, my, my vote would actually, because my family, my dad's side of the family, is a long line of pranksters. If you couldn't tell, it's genetic, right? Uh-huh. Really? So I would, I, if I knew this was coming, I would drive... To Ottawa, which is only a little about four and a half hours away from me, about four hours, drive to Ottawa. I would take a bunch of selfies with my cousin Christine, and then I would drive back home and have those pictures set aside. So there's about eight, nine hours of my day, and then I'd spend the rest of the day. You know, I'd play a round of golf at, at um, Oak Hill Country Club because you can, because nobody's going to bother you, right? <laughs> you, you can get for, on the course. I could get on the course. Take, you know, I'd walk the course. You know, lose some balls here and there, whatever the case may be. You know, and then. Um, you know, head to Shaler's and make myself a garbage plate, you know, stuff like that. Um, but then the, the, the golf one is a good idea because you're not interrupting anybody. I mean, exactly. I don't want to pressure to go fast. You can take your time. Exactly. You know, you might have a couple of different hazards because there might be some, you know, members out on the course that are frozen in time. So you have to work around them a little bit, you know. Yeah. yeah. And the there'd be a way to run the rides at Durian Lake without. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. But, you know. You, you can't like push the buttons and be on the ride at the same time, though. You almost need a mm. cohort. You need like right. a friend to be in this. Yeah. But then the fun, the the, the payoff would be at, 
the 24 hours in one minute when everybody starts coming back and, you know, boom, everything's back running again. And, you know, nobody knows what happens. And I start posting pictures on Facebook of selfies with me. I'm like, oh, great, Chris, it was so great to see you yesterday. I missed you so much. And they're like, what the <laughs> hell is this? Just to make them question their own reality for a little bit. Yeah, because you'd actually be able to get across the border and back without being stopped. Exactly. However, be, if people were in right line, I, how, I don't know how you'd get through the toll booths and things like that. You know what? I'd go up through through the St. Lawrence Bridge, right? Because that's the easier way to get to Ottawa. It's more direct. You're not driving mm-hmm. west to go north than to go east. You'd go up right through Ogdensburg and whatnot, go over at St. Lawrence River. And the, that's the really, ass end of New York, yep. Exactly. It's a rarely congested uh, crossing spot. Okay. I've been up through there several times to see my family, and it's never been an issue. So. I just refer to that that part of as the the town that time forgot. Oh, and I would bring wine and abbots with me because <laughs> and and Zweigels because they don't get that in Ottawa, right? They're well, they get mm-hmm. wine, but they don't get like New York State wines a lot. And you know, abbots and Zweigels are usually the big uh, the big request. So you'd leave it in the Canadian freezer. Cousins. So I'd leave it in the freezer. Just, and I just really just mess with their heads for a little while. That would that would amuse the absolute hell out of me for the longest time. And I could get across the uh, the border with contraband, basically. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was the best. Many, uh, oh God, a few years ago, I was, my, my aunt, uh, my dad's younger sister who married the Canadians, and that's why I have Canadian family. Um, she was visiting and uh, certain things fell through and it, she needed one of us to drive her back to Ottawa so she could meet up with my cousin, her oldest, uh, and uh, and then she would get a ride, or she would get a flight back to uh, to Saskatchewan. So I'm, you know, we're tooling along. It's been a while since I've had a chance to sit down with my aunt and we're, we're chatting and whatnot. And we get to the border and, you know, I answer all the questions and I explain what's going on. They're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Have a great day. Boom. And, and she's like, you didn't tell him about the, the wine and the, and the white and the, you didn't tell him about the stuff we're carrying. Christopher, you lied to that man. I said, yeah, it's okay. It's not like I'm carrying guns. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she just perseverated over it for about a half an hour that I didn't tell him I had anything to declare. <laughs> it's like, it's ice cream, Aunt Nancy. It was ice cream. <laughs> Nobody's going to care about Abbott's, you know? Uh, I thought that was funny. All right, who we have not heard from yet on that question? Dan, have you thought about anything yet, or are you just kind of agreeing? I, I'm just kind of agreeing, yeah. I, <laughs> agreeing, there's, yeah, there's only... yeah. So, yeah. I don't have an answer. All right, that's fair enough. All right, so let's move on to another question here. All right, uh, Tanya. Before, hold on, ahead. before you go to the next question. So you waited too long. I'm talking over you. No, go ahead. What's up? Um, <laughs> during the break, Billy sent uh, uh, a Star Wars: The Child animatronic thing from Amazon to the um, monkey uh, messenger thread. So Dan and I hop onto Amazon. Of course, we we pre-order ours. So I forward it to Anne. She goes, oh, my God, do we need more? LOL. I go, Dan and I just ordered ours. And she sent back the the face palm slapping the face. And she's like, ugh. She's <laughs> like, uh, but then she says she's baking uh, banana bread and zucchini bread. So huh. I'm making, I just made banana bread, too. That's what, what a coincidence. Yeah. Well, oh my God, she made the best lasagna yesterday, but she, that uh, Chris did, probably didn't get any of it because it baked after he left. But there was a nice thick layer of cheese on the top. But okay, Chris, you can go to your next question. Chris? I think Chris left us. 
Chris, did you mute? He must have hit the mute button again because there's this a damn thing. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris an awful protest of being interrupted. Leftist. What's that? Chris in protest of being interrupted with the next question left us. <laughs> he walked out. I'm that's, just like, that's an awful long time without him saying anything again. If, if you can interrupt me, then you don't need me around. So I'm out of here. Go, go you guys. I'm going home. Hey, Christopher. Yes, dear. What is the silliest fear you have? The silliest fear that I have? Yes. That's our next I, question. I don't think my fears are all that silly, to be honest. Spiders are kind of a silly fear. No, they're, no spiders are not a silly fear. Especially um, when you have, uh, have, I told the, have, have I told the story on, on the podcast of, of why I'm afraid of spiders? Have I told that story? Something about jumping out, uh, spiders jumping at you in your car. No. No? No. I was like six or seven years old, living on the street that I grew up on, right? And I was a few houses down playing with one of the neighborhood kids, you know, Legos, race cars, whatever the case may be. We didn't know. But unbeknownst to me, this kid's older brother, who was in his teens, collected tarantulas. He had three or four of them, right? And he had a big old terrarium in his room, and he and he had a uh, he had a, a tank with snakes and everything. So this kid was your your oddball exotic pet guy. Well, he was cleaning the terrarium, and when he was done, um, he he got uh, three of the tarantulas accounted for, but one of them had wandered off. <laughs> okay, where did they find it? Your what? house? No, no, no. Where did they find it? More specific. On your back. Uh huh. Right on my right shoulder, climbing up over my. Sh I didn't know. It's, it's, it's a delicate little. Thing, right. Okay. So here I am, six, seven years old. I don't remember how long ago now, but it was I, it was single digits, and and I was young, and I was little, and I didn't know. I was oblivious. I'm Legos. I'm good. You know, race cars, Matchbox cars. I'm good. I'm. We were having fun, right? And all of a sudden, nobody was. Nobody saw it first. I saw it. I saw the, the legs coming up over my shoulder. And I, this is how vividly I remember. I was wearing a blue t-shirt with white gray sleeves on it. I was wearing little, little, like little, like blue gym shorts. Wow, this my really white, oh, this, this memory is burned into my brain. Right. And I was screaming my head off running around. And of course the thing is clinging for dear life. Cause it's like, Holy crap. What the heck? This mountain is now moving. What the hell? Right. And they had to pull it off of me. And, and, you know, the, the mother was scolding the brother who, who lost it. You know, you shouldn't let him out like that. And, you know, I didn't know. And it, there's a whole lot of yelling going on. Meanwhile, I am leaving vapor trails behind me as I am crying my eyes out. I'm on my way home and I'm roll I was rolling on the ground because if there was any others on me, I had nightmares. I had nightmares. Let me tell you what it was like. Fast forward, what, nine, 10 years when you're watching Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time and Albert Morlina, Alfred Morlina's character turns around and there's this garden of, I, I was in, I went vapor lock. You know, I, I missed a good, I had to watch that movie like five, ten more times to understand what happened after that moment. Because I was in complete vapor lock seeing all those tarantulas on this guy's back. You know, it was just, okay. So, yeah, I hate spiders for really good reason. So, <laughs> so it's not a silly fear. It's definitely it's not, not a silly, silly fear. fear. It's not a silly fear. You know, I'll tell you what, one of my, my OCD things lately is if I see something pointed at me like a pencil or a pen, you know, or, you know, even like a butter knife or something. If I see it pointed at me, I immediately just reach out and I spin it because I don't want it pointed at me. It's like one of my OCD mm -hmm. little quirk things that I notice. but silly fear. I don't know if I have a silly, I don't know if there's things that I'm afraid of other than that, really. 
I tend to be fairly fearless otherwise. When I should be. There, there are times I should be fearful of the situation that I'm in, but I'm really not. <laughs> I think that might be the silly thing is there are times I'm like, kind of like I look at a situation and I'm like, I should probably be a little concerned right now, but I don't care. I'm moving forward. <laughs> um, silly fear. I have a, an irrational fear of furries. We'll go with that. How's that? Okay. <laughs> there's just something about that culture that just kind of unnerves me a little bit. I'll, I'll, there's just weird. It's weird to me. But... Hey, more power to them. I respect their, their decisions. It's not like I'm like, you know. No, let's be honest. I really don't. But anyway. Um, you know, That's going to come own. back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, hopefully it's fear, not in a furry suit when that happens. Most fears aren't really silly. They do have usually a basis. In, yeah, there's a reason for them. I mean, unless you're like oh, afraid of jello or... <laughs> Yeah. I had an Amazon delivery down to the basement, and then when I felt the envelope, it's a, a DVD or game disc, so I gave it back to Randy to go give to Tyler. Oh, nice. They delivered to your basement? Yes, they delivered to my basement. Wow. They go right in your house. They let themselves yeah. in. They grab, a, they grab a cup of coffee on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how about you, Daniel-san? Do you have a silly fear? I don't know if any of them are really silly. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, not that I can... You don't have like a think, fear of, of clowns or, or a fear of jello. No. Fear of getting a good night's sleep. Well, I'm a fear of you know, well, it's not a fear as I don't get a good night's sleep. <laughs> um No, I mean it's just the fear of I mean just, I got, you know, some kind of regular fear, you know, the fear of being alone, the fear of, you know, um I mean I don't have that many Fear, or nothing that's a great fear. I mean, I've jumped out of an airplane, so the height oh, isn't there. God. Seriously. No, that, um, now that you say that, I'm going to jump in and say, I've seen, you no know, those the at the amusement park, they have those bungee mm-hmm. things. The slingshot uh, type that, things. That terrifies me just watching people do that. I'm, I'm going to tell you, Billy, that oh is not God. a silly fear, Billy. That is not a silly fear at all because Chris I has a fear of heights. I don't like fights. No, that's that's not yeah. silly either. There are but times I, I, I have I like, a hard time looking at my own shoes, but that's... I like roller coasters <laughs> and rides like that, but the bungee yeah. jumping to me is insane. There's no control over it. Yeah, bungee it's, jumping. I, I didn't. I didn't enjoy the bungee jumping. I'll tell you, I did. I did. You bungee enjoyed jumping. the girl who was getting into the harness. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I didn't. I, I did not enjoy the bungee jumping mm-hmm. um, because again, like you said, you, you once you drop down, it's like I I was flapping around like a rag doll because it was just you know you're just yeah. I mean, skydiving I like. I like well, skydiving. A lot of bungee jumping nowadays gets you from the ankles so that you're hanging upside down, right? But it also it, yeah. it eliminates a lot of that flopping around. The harness you were in was right around your torso. So right. it was like a jacket harness. And I think that kind of contributed to the fact that you were flopping around like a rag doll because Possibly, yeah. you were not as controlled uh, in, in that respect. So I think that might have had it was it had something to do with the experience. Yeah, but I don't, think, were I, you I don't there? think I would do it to my ankles. No, I was not there. But Dan, it, it, <laughs> I have the video. He has the oh, videotape. Okay. And five minutes after he did it, he was at my house putting the VCR tape going and look what I did next. You know, <laughs> this is why Dan is the Gryffindor and I'm a Hufflepuff. You know, you, <laughs> people would people would look at me and go, oh, Dan, Chris has got to be a Gryffindor. No, Chris is not a Gryffindor. Chris is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Dan, are you a Gryffindor? Yeah. Oh, OK. Yep. Dan's Gry- the fearless one. Gryffindors unite. I'm a Gryffindor, <laughs> too, but I've got some uh, some healthy fears of stuff. So, no, I'm, it's okay to have fears. It's just how you how you overcome the fears, is, or, or if you can overcome the fears. 
I mean, yeah. Fears are natural. I mean, courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is being afraid and doing the, the you know, what you got to do anyway. Okay. Right. Cause, so like I had a fear of jumping into the, um, the, um, like ball pit at altitude, you know, like a bounce, bounce, bounce into the box. Well, it's it, because there's snakes in there. <laughs> and spiders. <laughs> spiders, probably. But it just, it, it's just, I think it's the fear of that I'm I'm older and what if I get hurt? And that's I, not I, really a fear. That's just being cautious. That's okay. not really a fear. That's not a fear. I mean, okay, that's, that's just being cautious. No, I mean, because I won't go on, I mean, I don't go on spinning rides, not because I fear them, but because oh, I, I, get motion I know I'm going to be sick after that, you know, mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not scared of a spinning ride because I used to go on them all the time, but oh, I, I know. know that. I'll get sick of them now. Oh, I, I still have. have... So I guess one of I guess the silly fear I, I had I don't have it as much because we don't do it anymore. It was making phone calls to oh, initiate fair. a phone call. Uh, like, oh, I, like... I, I had to prepare myself. I was I was scared. I don't know why, but I was. So social but, interaction you know, can be a little nerve wracking sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. that was the longest time. But it was just to call somebody, anybody to initiate that call was a. So when I when I took a job at, at Xerox in the in the call center, that was pretty. <laughs> You know, but 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 you gotta confront your fear. You know, I didn't. Right. I I was not. I was never good at interacting with people, so I took a job at Tops as a cashier. You know, mm-hmm. but and that taught me to better do. I'm not great at it still, but you know, but I forced. I put myself in a situation where I had to do. You know, confront that fear and overcome it. So, you know, it made me. You know, it was a great experience working. You know, as a cashier, then at the service desk and things like that, because you have to interact with people, and that and that's something I wasn't was not very good at. So, who's clipping sure. their nails? Not it. No, no. Not it. I, I heard the noise, but I don't know what it is. It's either that or it's like scissors or something or a pen clicking. No, I'm just, well, that must have been me then because I was clicking a pen at one point. Uh, I was going to say, because it sounded like uh, cutting nails and it was like, okay. Sorry. That's well, okay. I'll stop clicking my pen. Oh, no, that, that's, um, it's funny because lately in the last two weeks, um, during team meetings and stuff at work, um, uh-huh. my anxiety has gone where I've just become so overwhelmed at times and just frustrated or whatever that I've had a clicky pen with me and, yeah. and the social worker's like, Tanya, stop it <laughs> from like across, from across the classroom because we have to, uh, maintain our social distance even in a team meeting. And she's like, stop it <laughs> with yeah, well, because we'll she can hear my pen. See, here's right. here's what's happening right now is that I'm I'm rolling around with that uh, that memory of that damn spider in my my on my shoulder. Oh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Because because if you if anybody can actually understand that this is actually possible, um, I was small at one point in my life. <laughs> really? At about six or seven years old, I was an average size little boy. Okay, so I, I have not always. I didn't like get spawned at six five two fifty. Yeah, you would have heard about it from your mom if you had. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so, your mom is a yeah. Wonder Woman. I just didn't suddenly appear at full size, um, and so you know, a, an average size domesticated tarantula is massive compared to the shoulder of a small boy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that okay. son of a bitch is in my head. That, now. that would make a difference. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So hopefully this afternoon in Evan's campaign, there won't be any spiders. Oh, we're dealing with drow. There's going to be spiders all over the damn place. Oh yeah, that's right. D and D has actually helped me deal with it to a, to a particular degree. I mean, I still get kind of freaked out around real spiders from time to time, but you know, people can talk about spiders in game. You know, your character's looking at this twenty-foot spider. It's okay. It's just another monster. I'll deal with it. You know, I can it's, imagine. It's, it's pretend. It's, it's pretend, it's, and it makes it easier. But you know, over the years, it has kind of softened the blow. 
you know, <laughs> but there, there are, there are times where if I'm caught off guard and if it's especially large or something like that, it's just like, it's really hard to deal with at first, but anyway. And Chris or, if it's, oh, uh, or if it's uh, Facebook memes or videos posted yeah. by um, our, a- our dear friends, Sean and uh, Daniel. Those are getting a little old, I got to tell you. They, they're actually having the opposite effect. Sean goes, I'm trying to help you desensitize yourself. No, it's not helping. You were saying, Billy? <laughs> I, as I, your fear of spiders things reminded me of a uh, baseball player named Glenn Allen Hill. So I had uh-huh. to look it up. I, this talks about Glenn, Glenn Allen Hill's nightmarish spider attack back in 1990. Okay. Apparently, former outfielder then playing for the Blue Jays had an extreme case of arachnophobia. And on one terrifying night, the eight-legged creatures came after him in a dream. Hill, in a semi-conscious state, jumped out of bed, ran into another room, crashing through a glass table and <laughs> suffering bruises and cuts on his feet, leg, feet legs, and elbows. Oh, he was geez. placed on the 15-day disabled list the, fo- the following day. Wow. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, and I've always remembered that the baseball player that went through a glass table because of a dream, a spider dream. Hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you, I tried to, uh, I tried to face my fears once, my senior year of college. You know, when I was in in Harmon Gordon Hall over at Brockport, and I had a quiet. It was like a Thursday or Friday night, and everybody was already out, and most of the things were under control. And the movie of the night on ABC was none other than Jeff Daniels. Uh, arachnophobia. arachnophobia and i'm like okay i'm gonna give this a shot there were several factors in my um that were not working in my favor uh, favor uh that night uh, but i ignored them i was alone the dorm was quiet i had nothing mm-hmm. to distract me there was no such thing as cell phones or smartphones back in the day um and i was alone and <laughs> I mentioned that I was the only one in the room. And so I'm watching the opening scene and, and I'm doing the usual Tanya Metro special where you're hiding behind your hands, slightly open fingers. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then there's the first big jump scare. And you're like, I, okay, I'm not doing this. I screamed that short, that short high pitched panic scream of shock. Right. And, and, and well, when I was in my room, as an RA, if I was not doing something important or sleeping, then my door was open. Okay. So that scream rebounded all the way down the hall, apparently around the corner and down the (laughs) other wing to the point where my friend, uh, my friend Cassie, who was a fellow RA came trundling down the hall to find out what was going on. (laughs) She's like, she pops up in my room. She goes, I heard a scream. Is everybody okay? And I'm like, no, you didn't hear a thing. No, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And she looked at the she looked at the TV. She looked at me, and she'd known me for long enough. She goes, "What are you doing?" She shuts the TV off. She shuts the TV off. She's like, "What are you doing to yourself?" <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't know. I don't know. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't hang in there on that one. So I don't know. That's not silly. Not in my opinion, at least. That's very real. No, it's not silly. So. If you have a silly fear, dear listener, feel free to add that to a uh, our Twitter feed or or our Facebook feeds because we want to hear some silly fears. We we spend enough time talking about like legit ones. Um, what would be a silly fear? Um, a fear of the color nine? No. Um, <laughs> hey, wait a second. A fear of Legos? I don't know. That'd just be sad. Yeah. A fear of uh, stepping on Legos. 
Well, that's, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's a concern. <laughs> um, a fear of the Spice Girls. Well, that's not. No, it's not unreasonable too. <laughs> <laughs> but with them, all you got to do is tell them what you want, what you really, really, you really want. Really want. Yeah, there you go. But hey, come on! Even one of them, there is even one of them is called Scary Spice. Come on, there's a fear there. There's a fear there. Yeah, I'm, I'm googling silly phobias. Okay. Ooh, how about the old far side? Lupuslipophobia. Oh, lupuslipophobia. Fear of being Loop. chased around the kitchen floor by Timberwolves for wearing socks and a new a, kitchen table by Timberwolves. Yes. <laughs> Well, okay. I totally zero, that. zero phobia is a fear of dryness. Fear of dryness. And that's what it says. Okay. Linophobia, a fear of string. Okay. Uh, <laughs> xanthophobia is a fear of yellow things. Isn't the, the there's a there's a word for the fear of long words, and it's this huge word. It's, it's oh, a tremendously funny. long word itself. <laughs> It's, yeah. It starts with hippo too, if I'm not mistaken. It's like hippo something something phobia, and it's the fear of long words. I don't know, but there's a hexacasio hexacantana hexaphobia, the fear of the number six six six. Oh jeez, oh. <laughs> that's the arachnophobia, fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of one's mouth. Oh. Mm. <laughs> The phobophobia is a f- mortal fear of developing a phobia. <laughs> Papaphobia, the fear of the Pope. <laughs> Pelodophobia is a fear of bald people. So I guess there's some. I think Chris uh, muted himself again. No, I'm just been quiet. Oh, okay. Or this... <laughs> like, there's an awful long, long thing in regards to Chris. So I'm like, okay. You know, I don't always have to be talking. It's it, I know that it's it's hard to believe, but that because I always you know get into these rants and rambles. But uh, there are times where I can sit quietly and let you guys do your thing. Here we go. Mephobia is the fear of becoming so awesome that the human race can't handle it and everyone else dies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I am then. For, therefore, I am mephobic. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> You should be though, damn it! Annette, freaking awesome. Annette, deophobia, fear of being watched by a duck. Oh, here it is. Here's that. <laughs> it's here. Here's the fear of long words. The hippopotamentstrastigalibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibib
I'm going to do some psychoanalysis. That is, that's awesome because it shows a great level of self-awareness. It's like, I, you know, it, it, if I change along the way, great, but you know what? I'm kind of comfortable with who I am. This is working. This is good. This is kind of this, but that's either <laughs> that or I've just been a mess the whole, since the day I was born. And well, then we all attract each other to each other because messes, mm-hmm. you know, they clump together. That's, that's so, where we get but I, I've sort of, I've always worn t-shirts with goofy things on the front of them. I've uh-huh. always listened to music and read comic books and, watch tv so and you know been and really enjoyed my friends and Mm -hmm. not enjoyed sort of strangers you know that i Mm -hmm. guess that might be one of my not silly fears but i've never i I get social anxiety in big groups of strangers too Mm -hmm. so i do too to a certain degree i mean obviously because of my jobs over the years i've had to find ways around that and and it's not so much I'm comfortable in front of large groups. It's that I know I'm capable in mm-hmm. front of large groups, but it doesn't allay the fears. You know, there are times where I'm still like, I see a large sea of people and I, I get really, really nervous, but I hang in there and try to make the best of it. You know? Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I have a fear, like a fear of public speaking when I'm being put on the spot mm-hmm. that I don't have time to prep. It's like, like year one of, um, FC three, we didn't have someone to announce um the the yellow Power Rangers. So both right. well, um Walter and Karen's like, come on, you can do it, you can do it. Just say blah 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 blah. I'm just like, uh they're like, Yeah, you're you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you whatever. And I did, but I'm just like, I was terrified. You did a great job though. I heard about that after the fact. I remember you telling me your side of it, but then a couple of our, our volunteers were like, She did fine, she was awesome. And they were like, I don't know what she was worried about, you know. And, and, yeah, and I'm just like, they're like, then you have to make sure you say it's, it's morphing time, and or like, what time is it? It's, and they're like, I'm like, okay, but it's howdy duty time. Wait, what? But no. being put on the spot initially, uh-huh. I can't do it. Like, I can teach in front of my kids at school mm-hmm. and things like that, mm-hmm. but as soon as like um, my boss walks in, I'm just like, uh, 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 what? <laughs> because he walks in with like his hands behind his back, and he just gives you that look. You're like. You're trying to read his body language and say, did you need something? Uh, did I do something That's the wrong? thing about you, dear, is that you are very capable. The only person who doesn't see it is you. Yeah, well. You have to, you have to get those moments where you leap beyond yourself. You know? Yeah, and- I, can, I can introduce bands in front of thousands of people. It's holding like one-on-one or one-on two or three conversations with people I don't know mm-hmm. where I sort of freeze up. Mm-hmm. So... I, I I remember um, you know this question: the what type of kid were you, Tanya? This is kind yeah. of a no brainer. You were very. I, I, I will go so far as to say sheltered. I I led a sheltered life, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to be like rude about it, but naive to a particular degree. Very. And 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 a quiet little sort. However, um, I was uh growing up. I I you couldn't shut me up. Oh I, really. Oh yeah, I was constantly um, talking. I was one of those Vince Lombardi cheerleaders, so mm-hmm. I was always outgoing in that respect. Um, I uh, was asked to leave dance class because I was kind of um, mean, uh, uh, only because I liked the guy. Um, but I was like six. 
Um, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. It was ballet class. I was like six. Um, uh, I, but yeah, I'm like, my parents would say like, when we go on vacations, if for the listeners, um, if they don't know, I'm an, I was an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still an only child? Technically not. <laughs> Technically, it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting and complicated story. Someday yeah, we'll talk about yeah, it. It's, okay. a, it's a very complicated story. So, um, like going to Florida and stuff for family vacations, they couldn't get me out of the pool. And I would make friends with everybody that was there. And like I'd be one that'd say, Hi, and then all of a sudden I'd just ingratiate myself into whatever game they were playing at, at six, seven, eight, whatever. And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're being tossed through the pool type mm-hmm. thing and my parents would just shake their head because they just are like whatever but then they see they're like they're like but they look at me now they're like but why are you like that now he's like we can remember when you were just like oh da, da, da. and now you're like oh no i'm not going to talk to that person or i'm not whatever so mm-hmm. there's like things have changed but like um in high school i wasn't part of that popular crowd but i was a cheerleader but i was not necessarily with the in-in crowd. I was still on the outskirts of it because I was kind of um, self-conscious and insecure about that that teen and the, the body image issues and things like that. And I still have it every so often. Um, but like, I can just remember them, like the rest of the team members getting mad when I had cut my hair really short. Uh-huh. And because um, they like, oh, now we can't now not it's not going to look uniform in regards to the head flipping back with all the ponytails. Why would you do that to us? And I'm oh, just boy. like, yeah. And I'm just like, it's my hair. I'm just like, I was frustrated and sick of it type thing. So so I think I I I wouldn't say I was spoiled, but I led a privileged life as, mm-hmm. as a child. Um, and growing up and I didn't really necessarily want for anything. Um, but I also mm-hmm. knew how to work to get stuff done to get it. I mean, I did have a job. I did have a car. Um, at six. Yeah. at six. No, now, now we're at like 17. Um, okay. I've jumped to 17, Christopher. I jumped to the high school year. <laughs> keep up. The, keep up with me. Come I on. I can't keep up. There's too much. I mean, there's this whole thing about like the talking too much thing. I don't know. It's... <laughs> Somehow she froze yeah, time for 11 years. From at all. She froze time on me, and I'm not. I'm like... <laughs> no, I mean, I went. Yeah, I mean, I went from like in. I mean, I was always like talking and things like that, but I also felt like there was times where I wasn't necessarily part of that in crowd and I was on the outskirts right. and things like that. And there's right, still, right, right. still times where I, I feel that way. Um, and, but like, overall I was one of those well-behaved children. I mean, I was, as I said, I was an only child. If anything happened, I wasn't, I knew I was going to be the one that was going to be blamed for it. So mm-hmm. let's not do anything that would uh, have that. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say I was quiet, but I was, I was a reader. So I, I read a lot. How about you, Daniel son? I mean, I know most of the answer because we've been friends since we were born. But... Yeah, well, I was a quiet child. I, was, I think you know. the term probably would probably be better off as painfully shy. Reserved. Um, Reserved. Yeah. Very good. Well, he still is to a degree, and that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty much, I mean, I, I've come out of the, obviously a little bit over the years, but I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm still a, a quiet person. I communicate better 
in like written word than in person a lot of the times because mm-hmm. I have time to think about what I want to say. Right, right, right. Um, You're exactly so, right about that, Dan. I I'm the same way. Yeah. So it's it's that's been the whole thing for a lot of it. It's just no, you know, be, not a good speaker. Um, that's why you know when we talked about you know like if you're making a phone call, like, what do I say? How do I you know talk about this versus mm-hmm. just responding to somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, we grew up, uh, you know, out, you know, when I grew up there, and there wasn't, we didn't really have neighbors. Me you know, neither. So, yeah, you know, so we lived on the the, the main street and Spencer board there, kind of thing. So there was, you know, we didn't wander in the street. I didn't wander in the street, but I didn't have friends that lived close by for most of the time once in a once in a while there were people that moved in half mile down the road or something that were you know relatively close that i could you know ride my bike on the main street too mm-hmm. um you know so i spent a lot of time by myself so you know once i learned to read i read a lot i played out in the fields a lot because we were surrounded by fields um yeah you know there's a lot of time by myself I think Dan and I are actually kindred spirits however i was a little more outgoing in regards to that I, I was uh, a member of like a cheerleading squad or whatever, but same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in Avon. I mean, yeah, there were. I, I was forced to square dance at a young age, but you know. Oh, we did square dancing at school. Well, yeah. My dad was a square dance caller, remember? So I had no choice. I, oh. I learned. I yeah, you had no choice in the matter. I, I joined a square <laughs> dance club. Around, you know. <laughs> all that type yeah. of stuff. Do si do square, you know, swing your partner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, I was forced into that because, you know, I basically dragged to square dance kicking and screaming and said you're going to learn uh-huh. but you know but whether you was, like it or not right you know my you know i'd go out my dad we'd go out to uh auctions and stuff or or flea markets or garage sales on the weekends and you know so i learned appreciation of old old stuff and collecting stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah yeah the avon flea market was something that we would do like every sunday so yeah yeah I know because Billy and Chris, you guys grew up in the city, right? Yes. And where Dan grew up in um, suburban slash rural, depending on where you were at Spencerport, and I grew up in rural. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a totally different atmosphere. I'm like, as Chris, I'm like, you, you and Billy both had friends that would live like down the street or whatever that you could you could get to. Whereas if I want down and across the street, you know, yeah, there was. And, I grew and, up on a on a block that had, I think nine kids they were all we were all the same age just on my block alone we all went mm-hmm. to school together i mean up uh, when we moved from livonia or lakeville to avon when i was six like when we was living in lakeville my um cousin terry lived two doors up but we weren't cousins yet um but we were friends but she's three years older than i am and then okay. i moved i moved to lima um slash avon area um, there, the the street that I grew up on was old five and twenty, and there's four houses on it, and I was the only kid on the on that street. I mean, mm-hmm. there, like, Lima was two miles away, so I'm like there. I, I'm like there was my parents had four acres, and mm-hmm. and there's cornfields and stuff around. So yeah, I learned to figure out how to amuse myself by playing Barbies or reading books or things like that. And so when I finally had a chance to have like best friends or people I hung out, hung out with it, it wasn't really until high school. Well, I did have one that um, she has the same birthday as I do. And um, her name's Kimberly. Funny story. Um, 
it, her and I have the same birthday, and she lived in Lima, and we were like inseparable, not knowing that I would find out this past year that my birth name was Kimberly. Um, right. And before I was adopted, and it was just so funny. But so two Kims on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> two different hospitals because I was born in Warsaw, and she was born, I think, either at Strong or General or or Highland uh-huh. or something. But uh-huh. yeah, it's and, just interesting. And where is I'm a little bit older than Chris, so but back in the mid seventies, late seventies, I you could still go a few blocks away to a friend's house. Like I mm-hmm. had friends in school, and it wasn't like nowadays because of the way times have changed. Parents really got to know where their kids are all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, back then you could go out and play, and as long as you're home on time or mm-hmm. whatever, That's how I was, you yeah. could sort of disappear from your parents' view for be home, be home for dinner. That's yeah. all that matters. Yep. Yeah, well, and Randy would tell you the same thing because he's older um, than Chris and Dan, and he's like he lived, he grew up in Spencerport. Um, but he grew up um, in the village, but he would go out to like wide waters and things like that with his friends, Stuart and Steve, and they'd be gone for hours upon hours. They come back for lunch and then they go out, go out again mm-hmm. um, in the woods, in the trees, in the new housing developments, uh, uh, jumping stuff out there. Randy will tell you all the sorts of uh, stuff that they got into involved when they were children. They were more the adventurous ones. So, I don't know. I think um, that next question that we had. Which is? How have TV shows changed over the years? That's got to be its whole I was going to say the same thing. That's going to be a whole podcast. Yeah. I mean, we even touched on it. We, we touched on that recently when we were talking about 70s and 80s TV. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we did that a couple of years ago. Or a couple of years ago. A couple of weeks ago. Um I don't know time stop and you know so but that's definitely that's definitely a long conversation to be had how are we doing on time anyway my, my screen my screensaver we're at 106 up. we're at 106 that's yeah. good enough people have gotten to know us a little bit more today as they always do mm-hmm. we're just kind of chewing the fat like always here we are <laughs> and, and, and believe me we've gotten a whole idea of what chris was like when he was a child so oh, right. well what do you think no you tell me what you think that's that's the answer tell me what you think i was like when i was a kid and then i'll tell I'm you if you're right gregarious not. and and outgoing okay how about you tanya i mean dan you know the answer but i want i want to hear what tanya thinks um I mean, I, I, well, I know that there, you spent, there was a lot of times where you spent time alone and you were okay with spending time alone. Yeah, because um, I, like you, uh, an only child. Um, that I, I think it was like probably a mixed bag. It depend. it was probably mood dependent in regards to were you going to be um, outgoing and things like that, or were you going to be more um, uh, reserved and, and, and studious and bookish at that point. I, um, I just interactions that I've had conversations with, um, you that, and your mom that you've, uh, are kind of adventurous in regards to that. You've gone out to vacation spots and have really found the joy of stuff like, mm-hmm. with like becoming, um, <clears throat> a Red Sox fan. Sorry. I had to clear my throat there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. you're not fooling. You're not fooling anybody, Mattress. 
This yeah. is coming from a household of uh, Yankees fans, so therefore, um, I've been to a lot of I've been to Yankees games, and it's it's a point of contention between us. But yes, I so I want to say you were probably similar to to me in your upbringing in in your personality than growing up. I I was I was very shy. Hmm. I was really, really shy. And I was very much, I, I, I rose to the occasion when I was around people, but I was very, very, I was actually preferred to be on my own. I preferred to be left alone just so I can build my Legos, you know, read a, read a book, whatever the case may be. Um, when I got, because I was also bullied a lot when I was in grammar school, like in the younger years, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, uh, seventh grade, especially. And, you know, and when I got to Aquinas, um, only a couple of the faces from grammar school were still there. And, you know, one of the guys who tried to bully me a lot actually came to AQ, was there for a couple of years. Um, hey, one of the guys that bullied me going to grammar school came to AQ too. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> so here I was um, just doing my best. And I think it was right around like late sophomore, early junior years when I kind of started getting in the middle of things a little bit more, you know, if, if you caught me when I was 11, 12, 13, there was no chance in hell that I would ever aspire to like a leadership type of a position. Whereas nowadays it seems to be a very natural fit. You know, people are like, okay, Chris is in charge. Even when he's not, they look at me anyway. And it's, it's, um, but yeah, I, I, I started real, I small, not just physically, but, but, you know, um, presence wise, very small, very just, you know, if I, if I can get through the day without being noticed, I'm good. And, uh, so yeah, that's, it's not the guy who you probably would have expected to see. But that's not. No, but it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's why I like, I like to be behind the, you know, behind the mixing board and behind something the you know, the man behind the curtain type of thing. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So how about we take another break? When we come back, we can do a question of the week, round off the day, and move on. You got it. Perfect. Beautiful. All right. And that was fun. And we're back. And that's a thing. How are you? Are we doing well? Doing I'm asking well, you, dear listener. You people with oh. the headphones on or you're listening to us on your computers or whatever the case may be. Feel free to join the conversation as always. By the way, um, you may hear me talk about it from time to time on Nerd World News and mentioning it on Comic Chicks. Uh, but we have a Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash FC3ROC. There's plenty of levels there. And uh, if you reach out to us, if you don't see something that fits, uh, reach out to us and we'll customize something for you as well. Uh, your support has been amazing. It's allowed us to do a lot of new things with Nerd World News uh, and to get the word of the podcast out a little bit more. So please, 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 if you if you like what we're doing and you want to see us get better at it, then uh, feel free to uh, support us. Also, you can go out to Amazon uh, and pick us as your Amazon Smile uh, recipient. Uh, and, uh, and on Amazon, we have 
uh, Nerd World News t-shirts. We have FC3 Monkey Business t-shirts. You can order those out and uh, and wear your Monkey Business pride uh, out in the open where everybody can see it and say, hey, we want to know these people because they support cool folks like uh, like Dan, Dan and Billy. Billy are cool folks. And Tanya and I, we aspire to be like Dan and Billy. Um, hey, hey, Dan. <laughs> hey, Tanya. Um, is it possible now for, is it been long enough that we could uh, get you our Comic Chicks logo to uh, put stuff up to do Comic Chicks merch or no? Sure. That would be cool. Yeah, I need, I need a, a higher quality image if you have it because the one I have is actually kind of small. Um, I will uh, contact Rob Dumo and see if he has a higher quality image that he could send you directly because he's okay. the one that's what we got from him. Mm-hmm. So, said, yeah. sure, it's coming soon. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and Anna and I are talking. We were talking yesterday that we really need to. Um, that we really need to get the the cricket machine because now she's like, could you imagine what we could have done right now? So <laughs> we, we we've been researching it for the last couple of weeks, and Dan. Mm. We were in the process of doing comic chicks like two weeks ago, and we were texting Dan at the same time. And Dan's like, "What's a cricket machine?" I was <laughs> so, just about to ask because when things get it, quiet, you just get you hear crickets, right? <laughs> no, um, a cricket. It's C I R C U T. It's a um, like a die cutting machine that you can cut vinyl and wood and other things that um, it will cut out um, photos, images, logos. Like we could put the FC3 logo on there and we could make our own um, like tumblers and um, uh, coasters and t-shirts and things like that. Because we could get a heat press and we could make our own t-shirts at a, a fraction of the price. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, so, very interesting. So Anne's like, could you imagine what we could have done already? I'm like, yeah, no kidding. So. <laughs> I'll imagine it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she's already figured out how many T-shirts we would need to sell in order to uh, break even and start making a profit. So it's really not that many. Because that's how she thinks. That's that's what she's best at is figuring stuff like that out. So um, while we're ranting, doing the whole asking random questions thing, let's go ahead and jump in our question of the week. Uh, Dan, I pick question 186. 186. <clears throat> All right. What sport could you play the longest in a televised game without anyone discovering you aren't a professional athlete? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Billy, what do you think? I, actually, I know the answer. I'm going to go with bowling because I am uh-huh. pretty decent at it. So there you go. Okay. Uh, I, that's I, a viable one. I might be able to do that for a game. Mm. Tanya, what do you think? I think I probably would have to say golf. That, okay. That would be the one because I, just like a professional golfer, I have shots that are great and shots that are not so great. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's what I do. Daniel, do you have an answer to your own question? Is foosball considered a sport? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Table tennis. I used to be pretty good at that. 
<laughs> you pretty good at it. the things. Pretty well. <laughs> I, we, would, we had some killer foosball games at college there. Me and uh, Chin Yan Wong, are, are, and uh, he was, yeah. The foosball <laughs> master. During the early days of COVID, ESPN would have gladly shown a foosball tournament. See, there you go. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I'm going to throw out darts. Darts, okay. I've watched I've I've watched darts mm-hmm. on um, I can't remember what channel used to carry it, but it was one of the internet channels that I that I have on my TV. Uh, but yeah, competitive darts and the the crowd was huge and everybody was wearing costumes. It's like let's make a deal meets, uh, oh, wow. you know, the old Toad Pub. It was just amazing. <laughs> it was just amazing. So yeah, darts. I'm gonna go with darts. And there if you, you dear listener, have a suggestion, feel free to add that to our our Twitter feed or the Facebook feed, whichever you're accessing our, our podcast through. We want to hear what you have to say to answer that particular question because that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> All right. All right. So what do we got coming up? Do we have anything coming up in particular at the moment? We've got nothing um, at the moment besides uh Is there a Comic Chicks today? Yes. There okay. is a Comic Chicks today or tonight right. or later tonight. on. Yes. Yeah. Well, which, whichever you're you're actually like listening to the show on. On Wednesday, it been yesterday. On Wednesday, if... September 30th, there will be a Comic Chick. There you go. There. They could be listening to it on Thursday, which then, you know, you know, I think um, we need to decide our next book for book club. So okay, may I may I suggest going with one of the classics? You may suggest. Okay, I, we may classic. we may or may not take that suggestion, but you may suggest. I'm going to suggest a book that I have talked about often on this podcast: "The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy." Mm-hmm. Uh. It's a very easy book. <laughs> it's a very easy uh. book. It's a quick read. It's a quick read, and it's funny. Very, very funny. Now, did we decide that it wasn't my humor? That it just wouldn't, it doesn't fly for me? And when does that ever stop me? Yeah, well. You don't have to take a suggestion, but it's, it is a good suggestion. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll run it by Ian, but yeah. Or, or, I guess you could, or you could go to the, 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 to the Hobbit or something like that. Uh, yeah, that uh, the Lesser of Two Evils, I guess we're going with the Adventures Guide to the Galaxy. Or the Hitchhiker's Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. What's wrong with the Hobbit? <laughs> it's long! No, no, it's the Hobbit is book. short. Oh. Well, the, the, Hobbit the Hobbit is short. short, but it's a very heavy book, too. It's it's still Lord of the, the, it's the Hobbit is more of it. It was geared to children's, though. The Hobbit is more of a children's book. Yeah, that's fair. You know, versus the Lord of the Lord of the Rings, the trilogy there, that's the heavy, the heavy hitter there. That's true. That is fair. The Hobbit is actually fairly light. Um, there's except, also, that, except when you make it into three three hour long movies, then it somehow gets heavier. But you yeah, know, no the book isn't like the movies. I, I will also suggest <laughs> um, uh, Zelazny's *The Chronicles of Amber*, uh, Highlands, *The Glory Road*, um, anything from Ellison, Asimov, uh, Asimov's *The uh, Foundation*. Oh, Foundation! There you go. You know, so there's like, we can get you into some hard crunchy stuff to play with. That would be fun. So, just, I'll go know. back to reading my romance novel on my uh, Kindle. <laughs> I don't know. Is Danielle still? Is Danielle Steele she geeky? I'm not a Danielle Steele fan. I'm really. Or her ilk, as the case may be. I, I mean, come on. Let me let me let me circle around to my original idea. Check this out. I mean, here the, the book is right in front of me. Give me a second here. Let me look at this. Let me look at this. God, this book is torn up. I wonder how many times I've read it. A lot. 
far out in the uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, unregarded yellow sun. Come on, that's beautiful. That's poetry right there. Like, orbiting this at a distance of roughly 98 million miles is an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet whose ape-descended life forms are so amazingly primitive that they still think digital watches are a pretty neat idea. That is, that's, that's gold. That's awesome. How, how, how do you, you not like a story down? that starts like that? I mean, come on. I mean, how do you turn that down? Was I supposed to be listening? And this has been monkey business. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Yeah, Chris. Hit it. Because this has been Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you in April of 2021. Follow us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us wherever we go, and we will lead you to where the entertainment is, even if it's been written by Douglas Adams. You guys have a great week, have a safe week, and we will talk to you all again next week. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs)